Welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Adam Southey here with my co-host, Justin Sleva, and this is the Casual Fridays REI podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about if uh, you should be getting surveys on all your properties. Before we do that, though, let's talk about the land flipping blueprint. Guys, this is it. This is the course you want to buy. Justin and I spent months doing consulting calls before we ever put this course together. So what's that mean? Well, that means we know where new investors struggle, and we have taken a ton of time to get all your questions answered. There's 40 videos. They're super in-depth. They're short and to the point so that you uh, don't get bored watching those videos. So if you want to learn more about it, go to our website at www.casualfridaysrei.com. Click on the training tab and get started. Yeah, you said something about new investors in there, and I think that it's important to note that plenty of seasoned investors that were maybe in a different niche took the course and have really ran with it. Um, so it's not just for the new investor. It's for any investor that's new to land. Any investor new. To, it's for any investor, right? Yeah. Did you say that? I say it backwards. Or do you say it backwards? Well, you said for the new investor. So it kind of sounded like somebody that's not ever been an investor wouldn't take anything from this. Okay. So just food for thought. Well, anybody can get benefit from it. <laughs> anybody. Yeah. And uh, there's talk of a 200th episode sale. Yeah, I like that. There's talk about it because we are getting very close. This is episode... 190-something. <laughs> 199, uh, 197. Yeah, and so three more shows. Maybe we run a sale. 200 uh, podcasts, is a, that's a it's a big number. It's a big feat for us mm-hmm. when most people only make it 16. That is true. And we didn't know if we'd make 200 because... That's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of talking <laughs> to each other in an office <laughs> on a weekly basis. Yeah, well, I don't want to go down a rabbit hole with this, but I remember when you were like, we should do five days a week. No, we couldn't do five <laughs> days a week. Three is a lot. Three is a lot. For anybody thinking about starting a podcast, like once a week is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, so that consulting calls that we do, if you'd like to do a consulting call on starting your podcast, we'd love to talk to you and give you some inside and out, and you, you'll get uh, 200 episode, or 197 episodes worth of advice, experience, and whatnot. Yeah. No, podcasts are good. It's been really good for us. Obviously, not, nothing would have... Everything we've accomplished through Casual Fridays is because of this, you know, essentially podcasting. Well, because Casual Fridays is the podcast. Well, Casual Fridays is a company. Podcasting is part of the company. I suppose, yes. Yeah. And so none of that, the network we have, the people we've met, the joint venture deals you've done, like all that, that comes from podcasting. Yeah, I suppose. It does. <laughs> not not <laughs> well, this pod, Not I'm not just saying this podcast, okay. but podcasting. Yeah. It, okay. It comes, Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. I'm, I'm tracking now. I was like, but this joint ventures and stuff were done started ahead of yeah. that. All comes from podcasting. Yep. All right. Now that you're done trying to argue semantics. Well, no, I, I thought you were talking about just the Casual Fridays podcast, and I was I was like, no, yeah. not necessarily, but it does help. It does get our name out there, and it does allow us to network with people, like-minded people, because they listen to us weekly, and they mm-hmm. get a chance to come talk to us. Well, but 200 episodes, that's a good feat, so. Yeah. Anyway, tell me about surveys. Why, why are we talking about this today? Oh, man. We've got a, we saw in our private group, we had, saw a guy with a pickle. Mm-hmm. And his uh, he's been questioning whether he should have got the survey or should have not got the survey. When is the right time to get a survey? And now that question's come up. Should I do it all the time, no matter what? Should I? Should I not? And man, it's you know. So typically with a house investor, they check the box on a survey. It's four hundred and ninety-five bucks. Not a big cost. 
banks usually require it or they recertify the survey that was already there when it was subdivided. And because they're, they're pretty easy. The pins are, you know, you're talking a quarter acre or a half acre and they just go to the pins because it was platted when it was subdivided. And usually it's pretty easy to do that. But with raw land, raw rural land is surveying the answer. And there's people out in the space of education that tell you don't ever get a survey. And then when you get burned on one, you, you wonder why do they say that? Well, it doesn't make sense in every situation. I would never pay for a survey for a thousand dollar property. No, you're exactly right. And that's a, and that's, and that becomes the question is what is the line? Is there a line you draw in the sand for yourself? Is it, you know, is it, what, what is that? And what does, when do you get a survey? When do you don't get a survey? Yeah, it's a good, it's kind of like when you sell clothes and when you send through a title, right? People yeah. draw that dollar amount line for me. It's 5,000 or more. Mine's enough profit to cover it. Mm. And I, and, and the reason I say that, and I had a, I've, I've sent $1,800 properties to title, but they were worth fifteen sixteen thousand dollars $16,000. So I went to title with them. And one of the guys recently, one of the ones I did that to not too long ago, I looked at everything. It looked good and I was going to self-close it, but just something didn't feel right to me. The lady had added her sons as a joint tenant with Rider Survivorship. And I was just like, she was like, oh yeah, my boys will have to sign. I'd add them to the deed. Well, when I ran it to title because they were in three different states. I was like, I'll just run it to title and let him deal with tracking everybody down instead of me doing it. Because it's going to cost me pretty close to the same with notaries. And they found a $13,000 child support lien against the property that I was buying for $1,800 that was worth $15,000. Jeez. And I couldn't, I didn't see it on any of my title stuff. So I became a real big believer in that. And, th- and there's, do I risk $1,800 on that? Would it have been a big deal? No, but I would have, if I would have found it, I would have been stuck with it. How do you get $13,000? Is that just not paying every not, month for X amount of months? Yeah. Yeah. And they come back after him. Isn't that illegal? Yeah, that's why they got a lien against it. Yeah. Speaking of illegal, um, <laughs> this is, I got the census in the mail. Uh huh. And it's, I've never gotten one in the mail before, right? But all over it says it's illegal not to fill this out. How true do you think that is? Like, who's the, is there census police? There's not, <laughs> no, there's no census police like going door to door saying, you didn't fill this out. Here's your ticket. Or I have no idea. I got ours in. I just haven't looked at it. Yeah. I couldn't believe that. So, anyway. Not to go down that too far, but <laughs> do your census uh, report, people, I guess. Yeah. They're telling me it's illegal not to do, so. <laughs> You're gonna yeah, here it is right here. The census is so important that your response is required by law. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm not right. going to have no, well, let's call it the... Census SWAT police. Yeah. <laughs> the, the census force. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know how they could ever possibly enforce that, but um, you know, I'll do my part. So with a survey... Let's talk about that a little bit more. Go back in depth. to surveys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no worries. I just don't want you to get arrested for a census because <laughs> I don't know if they'll let me bail you out for that one. <laughs> the uh, so this situation, what he his concern was is the property. There was two properties with the same legal description, except for one had an extra line added into it, and one was twenty two acres, one was seventeen acres. He bought seventeen acres, is what he thought, and the one that kept coming up on all the GIS software was twenty two acres, and so you know, there's a a thought process behind this. And I, on bigger properties, I'll typically get a survey if I can't tell cleanly what it is by the legal description, or there's not an old one available. Uh, you'll see old plats, old surveys, things like that. You know, so you do take some risk there, but what should your risk be? And what's a survey cost? And what, what the, all that stuff's got to factor into this. So, you know, if we wanted to give somebody an answer on that, my question would be is what, A, what does a survey cost? And B, does everything match on what you're saying? So if they say, hey, the, the pins are here, and you can tell in a legal description pretty easily, if you get the full legal description from the title company and it has Latin longitudes in there, that's typically it's been surveyed as a recently. Yeah, I've never done a survey on a piece of land. Never have? Uh-uh. So we did one on Virginia 
Uh, it was 200 and we thought it was 220 acres when it came back. It only surveyed at 208. Uh, on bigger property like that, you tend to write the contract to be at a per acre price and not at a, not at just the total amount. So, uh, that one, that survey for that one was $9,000. Wow. And so it was expensive, but we were paying a thousand dollars an acre, I think is what we paid for it. I could be off on that 500 bucks an acre. No, it's 500 bucks an acre or whatever the price was. I can't remember, but it shorted us 12 acres. So 12 acres at, you know, 500 bucks an acre, mm-hmm. it paid for itself. Oh, you got the survey done beforehand and then went back and renegotiated mm-hmm. the price? Yep. Gotcha. Just because the contract wrote that we were paying at a per acre price. And you see that really common in Texas, like on bigger ranches, that you pay at a per acre, surveyed acre price. Um, and so the, the addendum's in there. And that's actually in the the trek form for ranches here in Texas, too. Mm. So pays, to, pays well to be a surveyor. Yeah, yeah. And, that's, and so I'd, I've heard rumors or stories of guys going to get stuff surveyed in, I think it's in California, and, it's, and I can't remember the county, but they never pinned over across a mountain. And so one half of the road, you can't survey it um, because to get it surveyed, it's going to cost you like 20 or 100 grand because they have to start on the other side of a mountain and work their way all the way over to you. And so once the first person does it, Everybody else is going to be easy to get it, but it's getting that first pin mark on that side. And so it's just an outrageous amount. So nobody does anything with it and you don't have a survey, so you can't build on it. Hmm. Yeah. I'm always excited. It's always a real big happy bonus when the person you're buying from is, well, I got a survey. Do you want this thing? Yes, I do. (laughs) Yes, I do. Please, Lord Jesus. Thank you. I love it on the cheaper properties too, you know, like Mm -hmm. say like a 40 that you're buying for $5,000 or something like that. And they come back and you're just like, heck yeah, man, that's a solid selling point. Yeah. Yeah. Where somebody that actually did it right in the beginning and, mm-hmm. and they still have it and they still going through it. And that's, you're, you're exactly right. That's a great selling point because it's a surveyed piece of property. Now, if you're going to make a thousand dollars and it's going to cost you two to get it surveyed, it's not something you're going to survey. If your profit's going to be a thousand. Yeah. 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 So the, the quite that, so the answer to the question, the, the ultimate answer to the question is how much of it's going to, how much risk do you want to take on and how much of that the profit do you want to eat up with that survey? Right. Yeah. And you know, like you I got to assume, right, if you're buying a 208 acres, there's more than a $1,000 profit in there that getting a survey would be okay. You yeah, know? We, yeah, there's probably a hundred <laughs> grand in that one. Yeah, and so. even on less expensive deals, right? Mm-hmm. If you're going to make 20000 30000 surveys only 1000 or even two, I mean, yep, it seems pretty no-brainer to me. Yeah, one of the guys that I, I fund a lot of deals for, what he does is he looks at like his map right and his parcel fact or whatever GIS service he's using, and then he verifies the pins or the corners uh, and like parlay and looks at that. And then if he can find the pins or the corners from the County elsewhere, he'll run that and he'll, he'll do a, on Google earth, he'll do a measurement. So like he'll have, when he sends me the deal, it says, you know, County says 40 acres, parlay measures at 40.07 acres, parcel fact shows 40 acres. And he'll, he'll use those and he'll have all three of them in there. And sometimes you see a little bit of a variance and it'll be like a less than a couple percent variance, but it still lets you know that some of these numbers are aren't dead on 40 acres. It might be 40.07 or 40.02. Mm-hmm. And that's, and you'll see that a lot in the, in the surveys. They'll, they'll change it a little bit on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got to start writing down or I got to like write down somewhere where I can see map, right? Cause half the time I'm calling it map quest. <laughs> I feel like map quest is like a video game or something from back in the day. No map quest is the original Google maps. Oh, that's right. That's the thing we used to no, 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 no. Oh, you that, go was to map, Qu- that was a Maps Go. Map, okay. map Quest was like the original. You get on MapQuest.com yeah. and then you put it in. We'd print out the yeah. instructions. I remember that. <laughs> okay, I remember that now. Yeah. Map Quest, map Quest has evolved quite a bit. Like I still use it every now and then, but it's really? like who? It's not on your phone. And most people think of Google Maps nowadays, but yeah, I still, it's, 
Every time. <laughs> Even on the show, I've said map right a couple of times. And before I said I, in my head, I'm going map right or map quest, map right or map quest. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I think we uh, gave a pretty good answer on surveys. Okay. How about you? Yep. All right. Well, then it's Friday. We're going to let you go. And we hope you have a stellar weekend. And uh, while you're out there having some fun, go to uh, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Then go to iTunes. Go to Stitcher. Go to wherever else you're listening to us. Like, rate, and review. Subscribe to the shows. We appreciate it. We love you. See you Monday. See you guys.